Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Gambling! <laughs> yes. Back in the coffee crap saddle again. Oh. Uh, I just finished watching Legend of Korra five minutes ago. And this is the end. Yeah. I wanted to wait right before we started so I would be able to just like instantly just talk about what I just saw and, and since you saw it over a day ago you'd be able to like have some some perspective thoughts I figured it'd work out pretty good together like that hot off the press versus time to think that's true well I, I need some time to think although the first thoughts out of my mind were woo yes yeah baby it happened it's happening yeah woo what are you talking about? Oh, the last 20 seconds. Oh, and Cora uh, and Asami are going to go on vacation? That's right. They're going to go on vacation. On vacation. No, dude, they totally, finally, sort of, kind of, um, got together. They're like an official couple going to go vacation out in the, out in the wilds and have hot lesbian adventures. <laughs> well... All right, so that's kind of what I got from it too. Yes, but only kind of like okay. I've never, I haven't seen any. They, unless I need to go back and watch the series, I don't, I don't feel like. Well, I was gonna say I didn't see any hints towards it, except the fact that um, she wrote Cora a ton of letters, and Cora, Cora wrote her back, and no one else. <laughs> so I guess their friendship blossomed over pen palishness. If you, all right, so. I think it's like so. There's two things. Uh, number one is like, I think like they tiptoed around the censors in Nickelodeon to sort of make it happen. Like they made it happen enough, and they felt like, all right, so we're not coming back. We can get away with something, and uh-huh. so that's where the last uh, last couple scenes came from. But also like it's kind of like if you're looking for it, it's there. In wait, wait, the hold on, hold on a seasons. second. Yeah, sorry. For anyone listening, we're spoiling Legend of Korra. It's over. It's over. <laughs> we're talking about the very last episode of season four, and we'll go over all of it. But yes, this is all spoiler stuff. So, and it and it implied that Korra and Asami were about to kiss if those darn credits hadn't just start rolling. Somebody already, dude. Somebody already animated it and put it online and spliced it in. <laughs> Perfect. So, so yeah, I guess you know, Korra. I mean, Asami wrote a ton of letters, and Korra wrote her back, but didn't write Mako back or Bolin or anyone else. So, I mean, there's that, but I guess I just hadn't really been paying attention. So, at the end, it caught me by surprise, not in a bad way. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good for them. And, uh, you know, it wasn't working out for them other ways. And they've always talked about how good friends they are, and they always work through things together. So, like, oh, this, okay, that's a cool way to end a series. When I, when I saw Why the them... Fuck not? When, when I all right, so the wedding scene, Varric and Julie finally tied the knots. That was, which is amazing fan service. Also, during the wedding scene, they kind of pan over the crowd, and I was like, "Dude, Cora and Asami sitting together, Mako on the side. It's official. It's happening. Come on, they, make they it happen." Sitting, they were sitting together. Yeah, it was like uh, Mako. She was next to her dad. It was like Mako, Asami, Cora in that order. Okay. And I was like, she's not winding up with uh, with her boyfriend from season one, man. She's moved on. And somebody somebody said that it was kind of like, you know, the beginning of 
like a teenager in high school. In the end of the series, she's more like a college age person. Mm-hmm. You know, experimenting or maybe just figuring out who she is in this gigantic coming of age tale. Anyway, Cora Asami, it's a thing. It's meant. To, I think like they implied it pretty heavily towards the end. So I'm excited to go back and rewatch everything and see like, all right, so they have officially unoffic- me, unofficially been building up for two seasons. Really? Like, yeah. See, I would like to see, um, has there been any uh, interviews with the creators yet since yes. it came out on Thursday? Have they confirmed this is what they wanted and they've been building towards it and all this shit? Or Yes. Really? It's like, uh, I think, uh, God, I think it was over Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But it was basically like, like it's in there. It's not blatant. It's mm-hmm. really subtle, but they made a choice and that's what they want you to that like, that's the implication. Like they couldn't just go out and do it. Uh-huh. Um so it's kind of in the background. Because here's the thing for me. Mhm. Hey man, that's cool. I like it. Not a problem at all. I just wish and I guess they couldn't do it because they're Nickelodeon. I wish if, if that was where they were going to, they would have had more leading up to it because then I would buy into it even more. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they really, you know, start confessing their feelings for each other and stuff like that earlier on, then, I'll, then I'm rooting for it to happen. Right. Whereas this case, I didn't know it was happening, but I was like, well, good job. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I was like, it caught me by surprise in a good way. But I'm saying I mm-hmm. wish there had been more leading up to it because I would have rooted for it and I would have been even happier instead of, like, surprised happy. But I guess that's the whole, because they're a Nickelodeon show. I guess, you know what, looking, uh, watching it, hoping for it to happen, I kind of felt like, I felt like like a freshman in college where uh, where a good friend of mine who I didn't know was by um, mm-hmm. revealed that to me and I felt like an idiot. I was, like, from the outside looking in, feeling like, no, man, they're just good friends. Uh, you uh-huh. know, they're just hanging out together a lot. Oh, cool, they're roommates now. Well, that's mm-hmm. cool. You know, they're really good. You know, and like, you know, you don't like. So it, I felt like it was a little bit from that perspective of like, are we seeing from the outside looking in, not really noticing things? Like, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of just like, uh, personally speaking, I feel like looking at it like, all right, so maybe it's from that perspective, and it also mm-hmm. kind of ties into the you know we can't really get away with it on Nickelodeon. Uh huh. Hmm. So that's that's my perspective. Okay. Well, it was for me. I had I had no idea it was coming. So uh, <laughs> so it was a nice little surprise at the end. So, but I did like it. That's cool. Going cool. to spirit world. Little uh, spirit scissoring in the near future. <laughs> I was like, when it when it happened, I was like, I was like, dude, she got the girl. The hero got the girl and a story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, but that's like the only movie where someone gets a girl and it. There's nothing that leads up to it. I know, you know. So, uh, well, but, that's that. Well, I, I would I would say that's kind of been the same old song for Cora Book Four, but we'll get into that. Yeah. In so let's bit. talk about it. So the last two episodes I just watched, they both came out on Thursday midnight, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I loved it. Loved the last two episodes. I mean, it's SmackDown City, baby, mm-hmm, and it was mm-hmm. so cool to see all of Team Avatar working together against Giant Mecha Robot. Right. And just really like prime bending skills were on display, which is which is what I love. I mean, even down to like um air bending water balloons was awesome. <laughs> you know, and just just to watch what they did, like it almost seemed like they didn't even I mean, 
they didn't really need the avatar that much to even take the robot down. Nope. In fact, she she froze it with water. <laughs> but aside from water freezing it, mm-hmm. I mean, and and this I'm sure this is going to be the first of a couple of critiques. Uh, avatar kind of useless. Uh, season four. Can I can I tell didn't, you? Didn't really do shit. Can I, can I? Yeah. My my theory. I developed this theory last night while I was writing down all my notes. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. What if Korra is actually a ghost? Right? What if she died? Or what if she was is still in the wheelchair? What if somehow uh, Avatar Korra, who's running around and can't do anything and can't influence events and does not save the day um, and is just around, is like a spirit projection or something? Where she only has just enough power to, you know, to sort of interact with people because she actually doesn't do jack. Yeah, she was pretty useless this season. She just kind of. Okay, I'll go run over and talk to them. Well, shit, they don't want to do what we ask them. I know. <laughs> All right, what do we do now? Well, I guess I could. You know, I am the I am the almighty avatar. I'd probably be good for a distraction. All right, let me distract them for a while. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, this is probably just me. It really bothered me that Korra did not defeat Kavira. Like they got when she shows up in the top of the mecha's head. I was like, finally, yeah. give the people what they want. Right, ring that bell. Let's go. And uh, I was pumped for the fight, but you know, in the end, it was a tie. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, come on, man, she's the avatar. At some point, she's got to win. I mean, no offense, because obviously metal bending is amazing, but at the same time, you're, like, you're the avatar. I mean, nah, nah, nah. so yeah, she didn't. She didn't win. Well, and and yes. at the end. She used amazing Avatar powers to stop that giant explosion. And it's like, well, dude, if you had those powers, why didn't you use it against Kavira? Yep. I mean, you could have you could have blown if you if you'd use your full power like you did in that moment, you could have destroyed that robot real easy. Yep. Unless it's the whole learning to tap in to your full spirit and let go and be compassionate and she could and she didn't have access to that level of power until that until that moment. I don't know, man. She seemed to like she had it back. She went and talked to Zaheer in prison. She's like, Korra's got her groove back. And she clicked on her avatar power in an instant when it was time to threaten Batar Jr. You know, uh-huh. she picked him up in his chair and she's like, Boom, I got it. I'm the Avatar State. I will kill you. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually gonna kill you, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um No, you're right, and that's like so. So Let's just go over the episode really quickly. Yeah. So, uh, two episodes. Uh, uh, President Raiko has surrendered because this giant mech shows up and blows up his battleships, kills his navy, and says, I'll blow up the city unless you surrender. He surrenders. Yep. Classic World War II U.S. blowing up Hiroshima and Nagasaki reference. Mm-hmm. He even looks like the Emperor. So, that from like, from, so then, um, Korra and her associates say, uh-uh, and they attack uh, Kovira's army, prompting them to invade the city. Mm-hmm. Um, Varric uses an EMP to take out some of the mechs, but it doesn't work on the giant mech. Team Avatar uh, captures Batar Jr., and then Kuvira, when learning of their location, decides to sacrifice him to try and take them all out. Yep. 
Um, Team Avatar tries really hard to take out the giant mech, but nothing works until Asami's dad gets sprung from prison and sacrifices himself to make a hole in the robot's hip bone. And by the way, the second he showed up, I'm like, dead man walking. Yep. <laughs> dead man walking. I mean, kudos to you, Cora. You surprised us at the in, on the relationship at the end, mm-hmm. but usually... You know who the bad guy is and stuff like that. The yeah. second the dad walked out, I was like, heroic sacrifice <laughs> to make things right with my daughter. Yep. But I love the fact that before he died, Varric made the um, the analogy of uh, squashing a mosquito. Oh, yeah. And then that's exactly what happened. So yep. just just picture, just picture uh, they'll be cleaning him out of that suit for weeks. Oh. <laughs> Blech. Dang. So, so after that, Team Avatar goes in, and Mako tries to make a heroic sac- sacrifice to blow up the to blow up the mech, and he succeeds without he, dying. Thankfully, well, check it out. Uh, so we we can talk about this some more. And then Kuvira and Korra fight up in the bridge, but is broken up by the mech exploding. And then she chases down Kuvira. Kuvira uses the giant weapon, which goes is out of control, blows up everybody except like. Nukes the city, and somehow she and Korra survive because Korra finally decides to use her avatar powers, and there's a giant spirit portal made out of the explosion. And then she's like, finally, I can get with my girlfriend, and we can go to the spirit world where we won't be persecuted. <laughs> no one will judge us. <laughs> That's right. Nobody's watching except the animals, and they're cool. Yeah. And the, and the creepy fire, fire guy from the Elder series. Yeah. So, let's, let's, let's talk about the giant mech battle. I loved it. I loved watching, like I said, I feel like prime bending skills were on there, mm-hmm. but the robot had an answer to pretty much anything. Right. So, again, like I said, they didn't need Korra, and that was cool. I liked, I mean, I wish Korra had whooped Kavir's ass, yeah. but it was cool that the rest of them combined to basically defeat the robot without her. So, good on them. There was even, um, I, I think my main, I'm, I'm just going to give a couple frustrations. You know, I want to say mainly positive, but I was really frustrated. They kept saying like, "Oh my God, nothing works." We tried, we tried giving it a hot foot with, you know, volcano powers. That didn't work. We can't metal bend it. You know, um, we tried everything. We just can't get through this platinum, except for the fucking glass around the bridge that looks like a really weak point. That somehow yeah. we aren't smart enough to attack the glass bridge where Kuvira is sitting. It's like, that's a come that's on. a good point. And it, at first, I thought. Korra was going to easily defeat the robot. She just started throwing giant boulders at the robot's head. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, that ought to smash its way in. Mm-hmm. And the robot eventually, you know, deflected and shot at her, and then they didn't go back to it. I'm like, whoa, wait, there's more There's more earthbenders around. Yeah, throw giant boulders at that thing's head. It can't duck. Yep. So that seemed like a pretty good idea. Yeah, it but... was like, keep it up. Pour it on, Korra. You know, and then she used all the water from Republic City to freeze it. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time for it to get out. And I just kept thinking, all right, all right, everybody go into the hole, right? Fuck it up mm-hmm. from the inside. Cora, you stay outside, right, and keep freezing it when it tries to break out. Yeah. Right? Great. Or now that it's frozen and can't defend itself, now rip the head off. Yep. Or, yeah, like smash water through the uh, glass and just, you know, drown everyone. I was kind of wondering, too, how, because uh, Kavira has this system where she stands up kind of like G Gundam, and she, like, whatever she does, the robot does. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of wondering, like, 
she doesn't really have like a seatbelt. Like, like, does she like go flying every time that the robot like falls over? Well, I mean, they're metal benders, so. Oh yeah, I guess. I'm assuming she just like the floor comes up and grabs her feet. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I mean, again, I am totally in awe of metal bending. Like, it just seems almost impossible to to stop them if totally. they are around metal. Absolutely. Shit, like Kavira would whoop Magneto's ass. Oh yeah. So much more creative. Every time, every time that they fought the metal benders, it seems so much more dangerous than like you know the flame guys doing all this crazy kung fu shit. You know, in order to spout out their flames, and it, you know, it seems like it takes a while. The metal dude's just like, choo, 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 throw yeah. some metal at you. And again, it really, in the cartoon, not in real life, it seemed in, like in the cartoon that firebending was like the most useless one. Because yeah. all they ever do is go, and shoot a couple of fireballs. When in reality, you should really just stream out a blowtorch <laughs> and burn everyone down. Yeah. I understand this is a cartoon and you can't murder people, but that's all they do. They're like, puff, 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 yeah. little fireballs. And it's like, you guys just fucking blowtorch the shit out of people, dude. Like, don't take your finger off the trigger. And, <laughs> and then fire might actually be tough, but it never is tough. Well, um, dude, the one thing... All right, so metal benders, what do you got against metal? I don't know. Metal's a good conductor of electricity, which all firebenders can use. Yeah, that's they the never thing. used it. That's the thing. Like, all of a sudden, like, wait a minute, firebending, shitty. Electric power's awesome. So if you're the firebending nation, you, if, if I'm a firebender, I'm just like, yo, teach me the electric thing. Mm-hmm. Because you can't fucking dodge that shit. Nope. Just lay down a field of electricity. And spark the shit out of people. You know, these fire things eh, may, may or may not work, but you're right. Electricity, and we've said it before on one of our podcasts, electricity defeats all villains, especially ones in Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, electricity, no one can stand up against electricity. No. Yeah, start leading with electricity, you firebenders. Yeah. Like, just call them electricity benders. Like, fuck fire. Well, like, you already know that if you use electricity, you've instantly defeated all the waterbenders. Yep. Because you just follow it back to their source. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then the other benders, I mean, against wind, it would be difficult, I guess. But against an earthbender, just, you know, fucking light them up. Yeah, dude. Although so, Bolin's powers, Bolin's powers got way better. Way better. All of a sudden, he's using, like, razor-sharp rocks that he's heated up with lava to slice through metal. That was, that, that you dude know. That was That was a sweet-ass weapon. But dude, but right, get this. Get so he finally used the thing that we we saw the lava bender from season three use like first off. Like yeah. that was his main thing. He's like, I just need a little piece of rock. Cha 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 cha. Unbeatable yeah. weapon. Uh, so he's finally using it. But get this, he actually it like uh, I haven't rewatched the last couple episodes, but it, he could have easily murdered every single trooper he came to, but he really tried to use his powers, I think, to try and not kill them so mm-hmm. he'd have, like, a clear conscience. Yeah. And he even, like, saved those dudes. Like, the dudes that they beat up, he saved them first before he went back to his brother. That's true. Bolin, heart of gold. Exactly. I was, like, he was trying to, like, you know, he, like, cut a steam pipe, and he's going to run in there with, like, his hard shoulder. He could have just been, like, boop, right to the face. Yeah. And how awesome was it that Varric proposed to Julie and instead of saying William and Mary, he said, will you do that thing? <laughs> that's great. Will you do the thing for the rest of our lives? I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that was that was good. I, I was having uh, Man of Murder flashbacks to the whole thing. 
I'm talking about Man of Steel, where Superman, oops, ah. he accidentally killed Metropolis while battling his alien brothers and sisters. Well, luckily, everyone evacuated except for the people on the subway. Yeah, but the whole time I was like, dudes, you're you're kind of destroying your city. You should have taken the fight to the robot outside of the city. Well, they thought anything. they didn't have, ch- they didn't have ch- time, remember? They thought it was going to be two weeks, and it was only one week. Yeah. The whole, the whole time I was like, ah, oh, you guys are kind of, like, it doesn't really matter if you beat this thing because no one's going to like you because you wrecked their city. And in the end, the city got nuked anyway, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, and then they said, we're not even going to rebuild it. We're just going to build outwards. We're just going to rip up the <laughs> wetlands around it and destroy the lush vegetation just re- and build extra buildings there. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, another- can I? Yes, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Because I, w- I was going to tell you in one minute or less how I would totally redo season four to make it like the, at least the second best season of all time. But you a- absolutely. So the la- my last frustration with this with this episode, let's see, was the finale. Um, you know, I think there was this kind of botched uh, play to build up Kuvira as like just like Korra, but slightly different, like mm-hmm. Spider Man three. Yeah, know, where it's like a mirror image, but evil, slightly right. evil. Um, and it kind of culminated uh, with like the harmonious balance of the spirit portal where they both go in and Kuvira talks about her childhood for a second and then comes out and surrenders. I totally felt like, wait, wait, why the fuck did you just surrender? You got all your mechs around you. I mean, you know, Korra is probably wiped. All you have to do is say open fire to all mm-hmm. your men and then run. You know, get the fuck out of there. Like, there's no reason she needed to give up and I didn't feel like her talking to Korra in the spirit world for half a second made her, like, I don't know, feel like, uh, like, all right, I should stop my great mission, which the audience probably agrees with, to make everybody's lives better. Totally agree with you. I hated that she, and I'm doing air quotes, learned her lesson <laughs> at the very end, and she was like, I'm sorry, and you can fully prosecute me. My bad. Yeah. Like, no, man. I, I, w- I rather wish she would have stuck with her belief of that she was still doing the right thing and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe she could have been like, yeah, all right. I got a, maybe it got a little bit uh, out of my reach when I tried to murder my own fiance to kill you. You know, maybe maybe she pulls back a little bit. And that's just enough of an edge for Korra to defeat her. Mm-hmm. When she goes from 100% dictator to like 95%. Yeah, like maybe Cora just like you. You killed your. Maybe she lies to him. You killed your fiance, and then she like pauses, like, "Oh shit, am I really liking what I'm becoming?" Pow! <laughs> but you know the whole like, uh, people picked on me when I was little, so I just fucking threw him in concentration camps as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, re-education centers. I mean, yeah, that was pretty lame that she. Uh, renounced her ways at the end and it was totally worthless because because uh her mother-in-law is like you ain't going to prison bitch i'm gonna fucking kill you as soon as we get <laughs> out of the avatar site i'm gonna fucking knife you yeah, that's true <laughs> you are murdered she's dead she's dead she's like you fucked up my son you brainwashed him but i'm gonna bring him back from the breach but you ain't coming back bitch you're yeah. dead you're gonna be as dead as asami's dad was <laughs> the second he showed up you can go join him in the spirit world pretty soon. Oh, man. She's like, I'm going to spread some lies about you once you're dead. How you yep. were just terrible. We're going to open up the concentration camps and take some pictures and yep. put some movers around the world and shame you forever. Now, 
let me fix season four. Let's do it. All right, because, you know, and I there's only 13 episodes. You don't have a lot of time. And there's only half-hour episodes. Yeah. You know, that's tough. So, and, and, you know, you can really split it up into, like, four episodes in the beginning to kind of set what's going on, four episodes in the middle, transition, and then you've got five episodes at the end. I mean, it's over in two seconds. Yeah. Here's what needed to happen. I like that it was a fast-forward a bunch of years. Yeah. That was cool. I like that Cora was all busted up and stuff. But here's what needs to happen. We need to skip past all that early earthbending stuff or all the, or all the earth nation stuff where it's like, oh, Kavira, uh, uh-oh, wait a minute. I think she's taking out. Wait a minute. This is not cool. Mm-hmm. We need to start. Episode one, she fucking rolls in with her army. Mm. You know, it's been a couple years and stuff, and the people have been rumbling about it. And I'm not really sure. She comes in, just fucks shit up, destroys Republic City. All the uh, team Avatar in there, like, fighting. Basically what we just kind of saw, mm. except Korra ain't there. Right. She's off. And they're like, fuck. And we got, like, a two-part season starter with Earth, Earth Hitler taking over. Yes. Crushing, crushing all resistance. Earth, and, Earth, Dolph, Hitler. Yeah, and so and just crushes them uh, and done, you know that what we started to get at the end of the season should have been what we started with, right? So, but and Cora is nowhere there, and we don't even see her the first two episodes. Then we do a straight up Cora episode like they did here, where she's trying to find herself. She's so disconnected, she doesn't even know what's happening. She's doing the tough thing. She's mm-hmm. learning, blah blah. Then she's just like, all right, it's time for me to come back. As she's starting to get closer, she's realizing what what's going on. And but she's like, uh, I mean, do it. Maybe I sh- maybe this is just the natural order of things. Maybe I should just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> and then she realizes, and from kind of tough and stuff, she she never got the poison out. She just never quite gotten over. Um, this, who's the season three villain's name? Zahir. Zahir. She never quite gotten over him. Blah blah blah. Well, guess what? Guess what, Cora? Guess who sprung Zaheer out of prison after taking over the world? Kuvira. Dun, dun, dun. Kuvira has secretly been a Red Lotus. Oh, my God. She supports their views. She doesn't want to become Hitler. She just wants to conquer the world and then kind of let it go once she's suppressed the right people, you know, the government people, and destroyed all them. Then she's just going to kind of let it happen. Mm-hmm. She lets so Zaheer is like her mentor. Uh-oh. And when he became all powerful, she was big into it. See, I'm so, sorry to pause you for a second, but yeah. I would I would have loved to see Zaheer and Korra actually team up. Oh, fuck that shit! That would have been fucking cool. That no. would have been like that would have been no. like, yo, this dictator's terrible. We gotta assassinate him, and we're the fucking assassination squad. No, I hate that. Boo, all Chad. Right. Boo. All right, all right. I just want to say, no, I was actually mad when Zaheer just kind of joined up with her in that episode in this mm. mid season. He's like, oh. I don't even know, Kavira. I don't read newspapers here, but from what you just told me, <laughs> hmm, I guess I better help you become the best you can be now. Eh, lame. Didn't like it. Uh. So, now you've got Zaheer, and Korra's like, holy shit, I've got to save the world, but I am scared shitless of this guy. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't go take on Kavira because Zaheer's there, you know? It's like, Luke, he can't face Darth Vader again, man. Are you kidding me? He's his father, and he fucked him up. Yep, it's, it can't happen. So now she's having this big crisis of you know of confidence and stuff, and everyone else has finally realized she's back. But here we go, back to Team Avatar, aka the Rebels. Yes. Now we've got the whole mid-season arc, the Rebels, the Resistance. 
That's what they need to be doing. They've already been crushed. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly trying, you know, to have an underground connection. They're slowly trying to infiltrate the ranks of the metal benders. They're slowly coming up with little battles here and here, like trying to take strip away um, little aspects of this regime. That would be so much more interesting. True. They're, they're all banding together, and, and, and it looks like there's no way they can do this. And Korra still, I don't know. And leading up to the two or three part season finale, when the rebellion finally rises, they're like, Korra, with you or without you, we're doing it. We're probably going to die unless you help. So get the fuck <laughs> over yourself. And Korra's like, all right, you guys take out the mech. I'll take out Zaheer. There you go. Then she finally comes into herself, not with any stupid mentoring or anything like that. She just rises up. No poison this time. Or maybe she even ejects the poison then. She's like, Zaheer, I got something for you, bitch. And just throws the poison out. And she's like, now it's time to dance. (laughs) She fucking goes at (laughs) Zaheer, man. They're just like, and we get the best battle that we've ever seen. Oh, sorry. Right before it happens, Kavira jumps in the way Mm -hmm. and... Cora whoops her ass in 30 seconds. Yeah. And, and and then after she whoops her ass, then she does like one of those cracks her knuckles, cracks her neck sideways a little bit like, all right, now I'm ready. Spits mm-hmm. the poison out. Let's go, here. <laughs> Let's fucking go. These two, we get this epic, epic showdown that's moving mountains while the Rebellion, oh. all of Team Avatar, does take out the giant mech and all the mech units without Cora. Okay. So that when this is finally done and Cora grants him the mercy of a neck snap <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a mountain falls on him however you, you want to do it um then they're like you know what cora appreciate you taking that guy out you know we've got the airbending nation is all together now we've all come together without you and we were able to rise up we use science innovation and bending to really clean up our own city we're good now why don't you just go be spirit lesbian and, uh, you know, we appreciate all you've done, but at the same time, we've grown stronger, and we got this. Mm. Cue the kissing. All right. Done. I like it. That would have been awesome. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of a lot of book four, or just Korra in general, where I felt like, all right, so the good guys are dumb, and Korra takes an ass whooping all the time and makes really bad choices. Um you know, and because she's the main character and she's like, you know, she's rocking and strong and, you know, I, you know, you really relate to her in her struggle. So every mm-hmm. time she did something stupid, I was like, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Dang it, Cora, why you got to be dumb? I wouldn't have been dumb. I probably would have been dumb. Right. But it, it felt like less badass, you know, uh, and more just like, all right, well, this is probably what really would have happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, I just I also want to say I wish Bolin had actually legitimately been brainwashed. I wish there was like villain Bolin with volcano powers on the side of evil through most of the episode because mm. because the whole season it just felt like kind of lackluster. Like he's like, no nah, guys, no, nah, she's actually doing good. Yeah, everybody's so nice when I'm around. Yeah, I you mean know? they it's totally wasted the first five episodes. Yeah, you're right. He should have been, as a bad guy, he would have been almost unstoppable. Because oh, yeah. we realized at the end of this at the end of this season, he's really he's really powerful. And if he has nothing inhibiting his powers, mm-hmm. his good spirit, mm-hmm. you're right. He could have been like a good number three. And maybe it's Opal who is kind of a waste. Yeah. She should have been spending the season 
trying to bring him back. Yeah. Which, by Wait, the way, do we see her? Up. Did we? We never saw her at the end, did we? The last thing I saw was she was like unconscious on the ground. Oh no, no, she was at the. She she drags him onto the dance floor at the wedding. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's I, still I guess I guess they weren't important enough to uh, really settle their differences, but it had already been like they had already settled it. He was a part of Team Bayfong. Yeah. You know, and she's like, "Okay, I took you back." So at that point, we don't need to. There's like nothing left for him. You can get back to first base. Exactly. Bowl in. That's as far as we ever got. Point uh, five base. She's yeah. kind of, he's totally whipped. Um. Uh, let's see. The other thing. Oh, what was the other thing? Like, oh, that's the thing is, um, Kuvira throughout the entire, you know, being, you know, an adult. I'm thirty something. Uh, watching, listening to Kuvira talk and you know do her thing uh, about like you know bringing the Earth Nation back from violent anarchy into order. I mm-hmm. agree with her. I agree with most everything that she said. I was like, yeah, you know, you have to be brutal sometimes, but she's getting the Earth Nation back on track. And once she, like, solidifies her power, and you know, then then she's going to, then it'll be good. And she said, fuck the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, she used, uh, like, a crazy display of force, just like America did World War II, to, uh, to stop... A bloody war, like a bloody battle, that would have caused massive casualties on both sides when she took over Republic City. I was like, that's a genius move. She doesn't want war. She actually wants peace. If she had had the plan to say, once I've crushed everyone, then I'll turn it over to democracy, like what uh, Wu ended up doing, I would have been totally fine with her. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone step aside. Let her destroy all these bandits. Bring aid back to these towns. The rail rail system connecting them all. Great idea. Mm -hmm. You're right. Kavira, not so bad until she went a little nuts. But that's the thing is, like, even her, like, like she didn't really go nuts. You know, we didn't really see the depths of her depravity. Depravity. We never got to see the inside of one of those re-education camps. You know, we, uh, never, we never got to see, like, her torture anybody or kill uh, anybody or do anything really brutal. She was just, like, really nice to the people around her. She really wanted to get married and then she did try to kill her fiance, but I think that was about it. Well, I just think the fact that, um, you know, sticking with the whole like World War II thing, like, you know, she took back her land, which is technically what uh, Hitler was trying to do. Uh, um, first, yes. But then, what did he do? They started attacking everyone. When she attacked Republic City, that's when she went off the meds. You know, Absolutely. that that she's like, all right, now we're just going to take out you guys too. And I was like, no, no, that that's a that's an act of war. Right, like, why why try to kill the Avatar all the time? <clears throat> I mean, I guess the Avatar is, like, a symbol of resistance, but, like, you could deal with that shit later, mm-hmm. you know? So so she went a little off the deep end, but she was never, like, she was always calm and composed, no matter what. Even when she was kind of, like, bitching about being an orphan, you know, yeah. she never really, really broke down. So the whole time I was just like, you know, Kovira was right. Put on a t-shirt. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah, I don't know about that, but... um. If if you'd gone with my season, maybe by the end she would have realized that Sahir was a little too evil and willing to do whatever it took. And maybe towards the end she does finally wake up and say, nope, this is not exactly – I did sign on with pure intentions mm-hmm. and this is too far. You're just trying to murder people who don't agree with you because you don't want to pay taxes. Yeah. So then in that way she could have had a full – you know come to Jesus moment and redemption and stuff and it wouldn't have seemed quite so lame. There's a, there's a couple characters from excellent uh, TV shows 
that that kind of did that but way better like mm-hmm. um in in Gundam Wing god back in the 90s uh the main villain of the series Trace Kuchinata he like he's this badass military overlord you know his word is law he kills whomever he wishes he has this amazing army of robot mecha everything mm-hmm. but he and he but he willingly goes into the final battle against uh against the rebels against everybody knowing that he's like he's purposely going to die so that there can be peace in outer space and he's just, <laughs> and he's he's like he's like I'm a symbol of oppression I've built myself up and if I die today there will be peace so I'm going to put myself right in harm's way and die and he he doesn't he gets saved but it's like he's like that was way more interesting than anything and really made you think twice about the character this <laughs> I'm sorry. As you're saying that, I just realized the ultimate sign that Cora and Asami were going to end up together. Uh huh. Cora, Cora, cut her long hair. Uh huh. Every, I'm sorry, it's true. Every lesbian relationship, one of them has short hair. It's true, dude. And she's she's totally the butch type. She chopped the hair. I should have seen the signs right then. Yep. Only one lesbian may have long hair in any relationship. It's like a rule. <laughs> it's 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 one of those stereotypes that there's, there's stereotypes for a reason. Yeah, based on truth. Yep. Wow. Okay, so maybe there are some more signs that are gonna. <laughs> oh, an, another another great sign when she comes when she uh, when she came back, and uh, uh, like j- her dialogue with the Sami. There's like some hints in there, but really when she when she's like, all right, I'm gonna go to Air Temple Island or something, and the Sami's like, Sami's like, you sure you want some company? <laughs> Yeah, so really eagerly, and she's like, she's like, no, 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 I have to go meditate and not think about how hot you are. Sorry. If someone, I'm, and hopefully someone does this sometime soon. Hopefully someone takes a clip or puts together a bunch of clips of them, all their scenes together, and puts mm-hmm. it to some like love song, like four minutes on YouTube. <laughs> then we can really see. You know, people love doing that shit. True. So, uh, but I mean, that would that would really go a long way towards me. Like, oh yeah, look, the signs were all there. Someone needs to do that for us. Compile those clips. Wasami Cora love story. Mm-hmm. I, I guarantee two people are doing it right now. So let's let's talk about the entire run. Yeah, because I feel like a couple a couple of things that I would have loved for for the show to do better is set up shit and then execute it and not and like really give us some clues. Like that whole relationship could have been a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk through the seasons and I just want to go through like the stuff that I liked. Because okay. we, you know, I think I, as we were, I was like bitching about it in real time as we were watching it. So I'm just, I would just like to talk about what I liked about about this. Yeah, because at the end of the day, this is definitely, you know, one of my favorite cartoons. It's in my top 20 for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, there's all these articles talking about how, you know, it's breaking down all these barriers and doing all these things that have never been done in children's television. And that's true, too. But there's also some awesome shit that happened. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I feel like all right. Season one, it's got to be one of the strongest seasons in the show, and 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 I like TV. It was great. The pro bending, like a oh, turn, so good. like a like a a story within a story. That you're watching the Avatar and her team of fire ferrets cruise through the pro bending tournament. Nothing, uh, nothing works better in an action series than a tournament. Oh, yeah. And I had actually never watched the um, original Avatar series. Mm-hmm. So for me, this was, I mean, I was aware of it, but this, so I knew a little bit, but this was a jumping off point. And I really liked 
Korra saying, hey, I got all these new powers, and now I'm in the big city, and I'm kind of like, I'm walking around town with a little bit of money <laughs> and some new powers, and it was cool. Like She was just pumped. She's like, I'm pumped to be the Avatar. I'm pumped to try out my new powers. I don't really know shit. And then to have a bad guy being like, well, I'm a super mastermind. I'm about to strip away all your shit. And like, no, I just got it. Yeah. Love that angle. Loved it. Oh, yeah. She was totally a fish out of water, biting off something that was way bigger, you know, than she could possibly handle. And she definitely got schooled a couple times. And I was like, that's okay. This is season one. She can get totally schooled. You know, she could be brash and make some mistakes and get her butt kicked a couple times. That's okay. Too bad she got schooled every other season. I know. Then they're like, oh, that's just a characteristic. She's just a moron that gets her butt kicked. I'm like, no. Yeah. If you think about it, man, she got played so bad every single time. Every Every time. Every single time. And it wasn't even smart shit, too. It was like dumb shit. They're like, Cora, check this out. Look look at this shit. Look at this shiny little ribbon in my hand. And it's gone. Magic. Maybe Team Avatar should have included some smart people (laughs) instead of like people her own age. Yeah. And I'm not kind of, and I don't count tens in because obviously that dumbass like I'm so happy there's more airbenders. I don't know shit. Yeah. But um love the chi blockers. Too bad they never came back in seasons two through four. I, I the, guess I guess there was like they they everyone forgot how to chi block once Amon was gone. Again, why does the police force hundred percent metal benders? It should have been well, I mean, they're not all metal benders, but how come the police force wasn't at least 25% chi blockers because, all right, how do normal cops take out all these benders? We'll just go chi block them. Yeah, dude. That, that's how you, uh, you know, is there a domestic fire disturbance? Chi block them. Yep. Dude, Boy. how about just teaching the metal benders how to fucking chi block? Then you got double duty. That's true. So I love, I love the setting of Republic City. Season yep. one was great because not only are you learning new stuff about these characters, but the setting was amazing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's steampunk, steam everything. You know, they're having a lot of fun with, like, look at this automobile. You know, it's awesome. Here's the factory where we made it. And then suddenly they're dropping these mech suits on you, and you're like, this is, like, next-gen steampunk stuff. Mm-hmm. It was great. And uh, I love the, mis- the mystery surrounding the villain. You didn't know who the villain was. He was hiding behind a mask. There were all these big hints mid-season about who it was. Tot- turned out to be total red herring. Yep. And then the way that Korra came back just when all hope was lost to kick the villain's ass and save the day and bring back all the bending powers when he thought it was going to be impossible mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, that was super good. Love that season. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, I'm so late to this Avatar stuff. But, man, this is the best. So what I, what I read online was that uh, The Legend of Korra was only supposed to be, like, 14 episodes oh really yeah that was it they had no plans and then uh suddenly suddenly more seasons were ordered Hmm. possibly based on the popularity but just imagine like that was all they were supposed to be Hmm. so at the end of season one they kill off the villain which is possibly one of the worst moves in all of Korra his in all of avatar history let's say they kill him off so he can't come back, which is a big no-no. If you're in the storytelling business, you always want to have like hope that your character, who you thought was dead, can come back. Well, I mean, all we saw was a motorboat blow up in the distance. He could have jumped off it at the last second. 
I know, but it was still just like the villain got away. So he's yeah. out there somewhere. Well, I'm just saying he could have jumped off. I mean, all he saw was the hand of his brother spark, take off the the gas tank cap and then spark it. So he probably died. But, you know, you could have left some wiggle room open. Yeah. I think the the interesting thing about watching like a TV show now is everybody's you can talk to your, to the creators on Twitter. And so, like, the day after that episode aired, they're like, no, he's canon officially dead. Oh, okay. So it kind of brings in. So, season two, we're talking about the Water Tribes. What, uh, I think the best thing this season gave us was Varric. Yeah, Varric was pretty awesome. He's the Tony Stark of the Avatar world. He's a mad genius. He's hilarious. He shits on his assistant all the time. And he's kind of a villain, too. Oh, he's like he had a very villainy face when you realize that he had been working against them. Like he he eventually became comical in season four, but like in season two when he turned, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, Fo- you're like fox in the hen house. Exactly. It's just like, dude, this guy can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's got power. He's got brains. He's probably the smartest guy in the show. Now I liked learning about the water tribe. Mm-hmm. A simple folk, I'm, you might say. <laughs> You know, clearly the technology is, there ain't going to be no mecha suits in their future. Oh, they do have, like, snowmobiles. Yeah, (laughs) that's about it, though. I mean, they're still uh, wiping their ass with icicles Mm -hmm. over there. But I I liked the scenery. I liked just seeing how they lived and stuff. Like, it was pretty cool. I just wish we didn't have anything to do with spirits. Yeah. Like, just all that spirit story and the ancient good and the ancient evil and i mean they just looked like fucking weird cells in biology class and they're like they got like a flagellum whip the uh, uh, the, the internet has dubbed them uh, uh, uh has dubbed them the the satan kite the satan kite nice satan kite is the evil villain yeah i don't mind a little bit of that spirit stuff but when it when it became when it came down to that ugh i was not into it but i mean i did like the giant avatar at the end True, true, the big kaiju battle. Yeah, but aside from that, eh, wasn't into the spirit shit. I loved, and so I felt like season two, Korra, even though she got all the airtime, she was not the main character. She didn't do any growth, she didn't do much anything besides punch, punch her way through every problem. The real star was Bolin. Yeah. It was was Bolin trying to get out of a shitty relationship. Which was hilarious. This was great. Okay, she was hilarious. And uh, I always forget the actress that played her, but she did perfect. It's like Aubrey Plaza. Um, I think so, from Parks and Rec. Yes. She's awesome. Yeah, you're you're right. Bolin and the the movers were hilarious. Yep, Aubrey Plaza, you're right. All the the movers, that nuck-tuck, those were hysterical. It was great. And they, they did this amazing thing where they contrasted Bolin's rise as a, as a fake hero in the movers versus Bolin's rise as a real hero in real life. And mm-hmm. it culminated with him saving the day, saving the president, and whooping ass in front of the mover of him whooping ass back in Republic yeah. City. And at the end, he, like, saves the day and his sleeves are torn off, and you're like, holy shit, Bolin is jacked. You're you're right, actually. That was, I remember when we watched that episode, like, that was fantastic. When it, when it synced up with the movie and it yeah. was actually... You're right, Bolin, season two star. Uh, like, Korra, Spirit World, that sucked ass. But you're right, Bolin was awesome. Mako sucked ass, too, with his shitty detective skills. Yeah, it's true, man. He totally he totally got framed, and he's like, fuck, I thought I saw this coming. I did, and I still got fucked. Yeah, but you're right, Mako, tipping the cap, buddy. Good job. Bolin, dude, somebody should just re-edit 
like make it the machete cut of season two where it's just about Bolin. Yeah, that would rule. And then yeah. was season was it in season two when we had the one the origin of the Avatar? I mean, that one episode yes. was cool. Yeah, that was that was a cool episode, but it should have been just that one episode. Show us the giant turtle. Show us the origin of the Avatar, and then get the fuck out of Spiritland. Yeah, no, I like I liked Avatar one. We saw that live at New York Comic Con a couple years ago mm-hmm. uh, when they premiered that, and it was fucking great. I thought it was yeah. great. Avatar Aladdin. Yeah, but that's all we needed was just one episode mm-hmm. of all that spirit stuff. So yeah, it was too much. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I stole the fire from the giant turtle demon. <laughs> Yeah. So that was cool. Then season three. Season three is the fucking yeah. best. The greatness. I mean, whew. I mean, they always say that you're only as good as your villains. Those are the best villains. Like, I could watch an entire series just about the Red Lotus. That's yeah, how because, intriguing they were. And because bending is the reason why we're watching this cartoon. And you can't bend against a devil kite. But you can <laughs> bend against, oh, I don't know, the deadliest benders in the world. The deadliest. And not only were they the best at what they did, but they specialized too. Yeah. You know, they're like, you haven't seen a lava bender before. This guy is like one of a kind. Yeah, they were basically, they took like the number one ranked bender in every uh, skill. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't have gotten better than those ones, so it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And the, fa- and the fact that they, they had a plan to steal the Avatar when she was just a baby. And they regretted nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was no like, oh, maybe we went too far. No, they stuck by it. That's awesome. Yep. And Zaheer showed us exact, like, Z- all right. So Tenzin finally had his moment because Zaheer was such a fucking badass. He's like, he's like, here are your air pussies. This is what you're supposed to do with air powers. They're going to suck the life out of the queen. Blah, kill yeah. you. I'm going to be like a stealth ninja with my air powers floating around. Nobody's seeing me. And the only person who could stop them was Tenzin, who finally, finally had a moment. I feel like that's why he's, like, the best at being Korra's mentor, because he's also really stupid but really good at fighting. Yeah. And he gets his ass kicked. But he held his own against three out of four of the deadliest benders in the world. And he was going to win, too. Yeah, you could say he beat Zaheer. And then even with the other two, he was still holding them back. And then it wasn't until the fourth one started blowing them up. Yeah. But, um... And then he's like... Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling my stupidity kick back in. You'll have to kill me. Yes, yeah. that's a good idea. And if they had, that would have been awesome. We said that too. Yeah, that dude, he should have stayed dead. That would have been a good way for him to go down. Looking, but, back, looking back at season four, there was nothing for him to do. Um, now, someone made this point on the internet. And uh, I, had to, I have to wonder. I don't know if the time syncs up perfectly, but someone was like, dude, they killed the Earth Queen horribly and that's when nickelodeon yanked the show off the air because ah. think about it it came over the summer season th- halfway around halfway through season three they mm-hmm. said nope we're gonna be online i think this might, i think it's a theory but i think it might be right i think nickelodeon is like what the fuck they would just murder that lady and stay tuned for spongebob next <laughs> and i think i think after they brutally murdered the earth queen i think that's when they moved it over to uh online episodes they're like no nah, this is uh, only the only the people that know how to find us online should be watching this now they they were really i didn't think she was dead though oh, like she they, was dead they did it in such a way though that i was like is she dead i thought that he just like knocked her out oh i i, I thought she was dead immediately <laughs> 
I, th- I suck the air out of people all the time. I know what it looks mm-hmm. like. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, um, well, I, 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 they say it was about ratings. Like, they, they posted the numbers mm-hmm. for the ratings, and after season one, it fell like a stone dropped well, out of the sky. They never promoted it. Yep. And they didn't merchandise it. It's all about merchandising. They didn't merchandise shit. There's only the DVD and the art book. Like, they didn't capitalize on anything. Yeah, man. They could have done, like, a touring show. Yeah. You know, they could add, like, some cool ninjutsu ballet people doing the moves and putting in some special effects. You know, like, really, really big amounts of flash paper in your hands. Mm-hmm. Fire. Like, how about a t-shirt? A yeah. t-shirt. Just one. You know, instead, instead, by the time season three came out, they're like, look, we have some patches and mm-hmm. some DVDs and an art book. Well, we have to say, not only was season three the best, but, I mean, the ending, I mean, obviously now you like season four the way it ended with the kiss, but see her, uh, Cora, legs broken in a wheelchair with a tear down her face. That oh was an amazing, amazing ending. So good. It was inc- <laughs> No, it was the most satisfying thing because you're like, wow, they had the balls to do something like they did have not a happy-go-lucky ending. Like yeah. she, the the last episode is the best episode. She hulks up and fucks up everybody. She doesn't yeah. like, you know, and Zaheer is an amazing villain because he's like, okay, she's way too powerful. So I'm just going to dodge, dodge, dodge until I can get my licks in. Mm-hmm. And he's and he takes her down piece by piece, even though she's like the raging Hulk, you know, he yeah. still takes her down. And it's only with the help of the air nation. that wow. He's uh, defeated. Well, she was poisoned the whole time. Absolutely. Let's not forget that too. But no, he almost he almost had her. And and it's kind of cool. The whole time he explains, like, no, you are a blight on on this world. Mm-hmm. You suck. You shouldn't be around. And by the end, she kind of believes it. That was kind of wow. It's cool. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of things. Is like every every speech that the villains gave in every season. You're like, you're right. You're I like yeah. and and Cora believes too. She's like, you know, I think they're right and they did a good job of convincing the audience. You're absolutely right. But then they never really showed the depravity. Like they never showed like the bad side of each villain, maybe because it's, you know, a show for tweens. But like killing off the Earth Queen was like the one thing where you're like, Holy shit, this guy's a, an actual bad dude. Yeah, maybe when at the end of season four when Wu renounced his uh king Yes. His sovereignty. Maybe uh, the council that ruled the Earth Kingdom would have been all the bad guys from all the seasons. <laughs> like, all right, we're going to have a council of Zaheer and Kuvira <laughs> and Anon. And uh, I've got some pretty good, uh, I think they've got some good initiatives they're going to do. So We're going to Skype in the demon kite yeah. from the tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to ask him a couple times. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? I think, the, you know, they all had their, their pluses. Yeah, so. dude. No, season three was great. Tragic ending, but yep. it was great because we didn't have to wait very long for season four because the series was already canceled. So yeah. they were just gonna dump it on us. But and like I said, I feel like if they'd done my way and just had the metal benders sneak up on them in the beginning and just fucking rout them while Korra's off, feeling like no one needs her, and then have a rebel resistance learning to fight without the Avatar, and then the Avatar coming to grips with everything, whooping Zaheer's ass. You know, you got double battles going on at the end. You know, plenty of scissor time afterwards. I think that would have been a sweet season. <laughs> you know, um, they're just... 
a, a bunch of the villains were like, the world doesn't need the Avatar anymore. And yeah. by the end of the Let's Nikora, I was like, you know, they don't really, because yeah. they seem to solve the problems without her without her help. I mean, sure, her brashness and her boldness came into play a couple times, where she's like, no, man, never back down, never surrender, even if it means killing everyone and blowing up the city. We're going to yeah. stop her now. And, th- and think about it. Like I said, she didn't save anyone at the end. Korra saved Kavira. That's it. She didn't save anyone else. Yeah. She used one big power moment to, uh, you know, kind of help that explosion at the end. But that's it. Everyone else did the work. I she feel, didn't do shit. I feel like saving Kuvira was maybe supposed to feel like she was saving herself. You know, like yeah. she, they had kind of built up. She's like, I, she said, I see a lot of myself in you. I didn't really see that. They didn't well, really make that apparent. Well, she was going to whoop Kavir's ass midway through the, the season. And remember, and then she saw her own avatar face in front of it. Right. That's how they're trying to tie to it. Yeah, and it, was, and it was too bad that she was fighting hallucinations up to that point, or that would have yeah. been really poignant. Like, if it had been no hallucinations, and then she saw her own face, it would have made people be like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I wish it hadn't taken Korra 13 episodes to realize what she needed to. You know, yeah. like, I was hoping, you know, five or six. You know, but I need a more focused avatar because she's the main character and we like her. And I wanted better things for her. I like I liked the the character of Korra. I think, like, she really grew, especially the, especially, like, towards the end of season three to season four. You know, by the end, you know, she's more of a mature person than she was, you know, as a teenager. In you know, one. thinking back to it, her and Asami did really have some big talks a lot. Oh, yeah. They did it, and, and I, I do remember thinking at the time that it was like they were really, like they, were, they would always go back and forth and like, well, I'm so psyched we're friends. I'm so psyched we're not fighting over a boy. <laughs> but I mean, even this one, they, they both laughed about it. They're like, oh, can you believe, remember? Remember when we both wanted that guy? Yeah, exactly. Well, what we really wanted with each other. So dumb. <laughs> I, so, I, I mean, they really, they really, every season, they did have a really good talk. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I never thought these guys were that big of friends. Mm-hmm. Well, she started out, so the original, it was revealed, the original plan was for Asami to become a villain. Right. So she was going to turn, turn just like her daddy, and right. turn on the Avatar. But then the they decided that they liked her too much, so she became part of Team Avatar. And for, you know, for a little bit, it was like kind of finding a niche for her to fill, especially mm-hmm. in season two where she was just kind of hanging around, not doing anything. And they're like, she'll fill Cora's niche. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you, Damn. You put it out there, Chad. Damn. Okay. You Nit- put it out there. I'm going to pick it up. Niche to niche action. <laughs> niche you put it niche. out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, no, but by the end... You know, she has, like, it's not her father's company anymore. It's her company. She's, like, you know, the hot genius adventure Fortune 500 gazillionaire. I mean, you know, she's basically, like, everyone, like everyone's dream girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she don't need no man. You know, she's, like, standing up for herself, and she can kick ass. She didn't even need to put anybody down season four. Yep. So. Well, all in all, man, I loved it. And the only reason we're talking so much about it is because we liked it, you know. There may be things we didn't like about it, but yeah. it's because it was so damn good that we took ownership of it <laughs> and talked it's about what, how we wanted to change it. But all in all, man, Legend of Korra, you know, gone before it's time. We loved it. That's Thank true. you. 
I, uh, right. I look forward to whatever those uh, create those people do next time. That, Absolutely, they were awesome. Yep, uh, you know, and uh, I know there's comics. There are comics, but uh, it's not the same. No, yeah. No, I like like once you see, once you see something animated, it's hard to go to the comics afterwards. It yeah, really sorry, is. sorry. I never read the Captain S comic because <laughs> I saw a season. I mean, you know, it's just not gonna be the same. It was just supposed to be a placeholder. <laughs> just supposed to be a placeholder, and then uh, that's that's its own story. You ever yeah. you ever hold you ever hold a twenty thousand dollar check in your hand and then have to give it back? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. its own story. All right, I'm looking forward to hearing that. I've not heard that one, so all right, all right, I'll spill the beans sometime. Well, cool. So, do you have any Thunderdumps today? Nah, man, it's just all Cora. All Cora, all the time. Gonna so, miss you. Thanks, thanks, Team Avatar. Thanks for two years. Four amazing seasons. We we were entertained. Uh, we are the Jumpman Podcast. You can check us out every week at jumpmanpodcast.com. We're a weekly video game slash movie slash cartoon slash whatever podcast. Coming at you for free with actually zero ads. Aw, oh, man, I wish we had ads. I know, me too. <laughs> As I sip this Gatorade. As I'm using the Perform, getting back those electrolytes I needed. Oh, man. So good. Yep, we're also on iTunes. You could subscribe to us there. Um, shout out to everybody who's uh, who's talking to us on Facebook. We actually got the nicest message on Facebook. Did you did you read this? I did. I do. Uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, that people enjoy listening to us talk. I mean, hearing that somebody. Let's see. I'm just gonna read it. I act. So one of the maniacs. Let's not get too mushy here. I know. He said, I actually learned English listening to you guys like two years ago. I just think that's the coolest sentence That's cool because then he had to have learned like awesome and fuck. It <laughs> had to be like the, <laughs> the first two words he learned. <laughs> if you learned it from us, man, well, he definitely taught you sarcasm. Exactly. So. Absolutely. So thanks to all the fans. Oh, you can also check us out on RetroWareTV.com and Elder-Geek.com. And I want to give a big happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Merry Festivus, happy every happy festival of lights to my Star Wars fans. <laughs> you know, well, it's an amazing time of the year. You know, give, get, hang out, eat fatty foods, work it off in the new year, and we'll see you next time. All right, soup. Jump man, engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.